Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, so let's talk about uh, uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. Are you familiar with this, Eric? Oh, absolutely, okay. yeah. Uh, okay. Talk about it to my kids sometimes. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> well, it breaks down human needs into five different tiers. At least that's what we're going to cover anyway is five. Uh, let's examine how uh, you know you just basically help people in what you do address these tiers from a retirement planning standpoint. So uh, tier one of this is the physical needs, you know, things like food, water, warmth, rest, so on and so forth. Yeah. And for a retiree, that's going to be the income coming in to provide those basic needs, okay. those basic living expenses, right? Because mm-hmm. in retirement, you're still going to want to eat. You're still going to want to <laughs> have light and heat and right and all those kinds of things. So you know, in our class, I, uh, we have when we estimate this, we come up with a monthly expense and we multiply it by 12. And I jokingly say, because, you know, the people want to eat every month, not just months with R's in them. And then I have to remind people sometimes, you know, there's some humor in things, but because <laughs> I think the uh, old adage was you're not supposed to eat shellfish in months with R's or something like that. But anyways, getting back to this. So a pension uh, is one way that you can do that, right? Social Security, pension, things that are generating monthly income, they're coming in on a consistent, regular basis that helps to deal with these needs. If you don't have your own pension, then you can set up a personal pension. There's a whole industry that will help you with that, right? The insurance industry, you could use annuities, that type of stuff to get you gener- generate consistent guaranteed income guaranteed based on the claims paying ability of the issuing company, of course, but consistent income coming in to help deal with those basic needs. You could also take withdrawals, but what you want to take withdrawals from, from safer, smarter places. You want to take it from accounts that aren't going to be influenced by negative returns on the market. In other words, you don't want to pull from stocks when stocks are down. You're selling stuff on sale. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. You want to sell from things that either go up or go flat. And or earn a consistent rate of return. You know, let's say you get five percent on CDs. That's a great place to take income from. So mm-hmm. those are kind of the right. places you want to do to get those physical needs, which are the you know stuff that just basic daily living expenses. You want to have those coming in a consistent basis. Well, yeah, yeah. To your point, right? Nobody wants to, and nobody wants to go backwards in retirement. I'm sure no one comes into you and says, "Hey, we want our you know quality of life to go you know the other way when we no. get to retirement." So. Because you want to increase a little bit because now right. you got the time to do the fun stuff. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that was the physical needs tier one, tier two, the safety needs. Needs, obviously, safety and security, pretty obvious. Right. And, you know, as human beings, we want that. You know, we want to feel safe and secure. We don't want to be under threat at all. Same thing with your money. You know, when it comes to investments, there's a di- everyone has a different level of, of risk tolerance. The thing is, the industry currently um, asks you questions and kind of tries to put you into one of three categories. Either you're conservative, you're moderate, or you're aggressive. Or they change it up on you a little bit and say maybe you're moderately conservative or moderately aggressive. The thing is, your definition of moderate, let's say most people say I agree with moderate because it's kind of like a middle of the road. I'm not extreme on either side. Mm-hmm. But your definition of moderate is way different than Wall Street's definition of moderate. So most moderate people, or when they say I'm a moderate investor, think a portfolio might go down 15 or 20% in a bad year. Well, moderate portfolio defined by Wall Street's definition of moderate is down almost 35% in a bad year. 
That's maybe outside the range. So what we use is a sophisticated uh, software that's based on behavioral analytics. It's called Riskalyze. And what you do is we you put your information in there and we start asking questions and ask you either choose A or B. I kind of make it fun. Say, hey, you got, you know, like you're on the game show, uh, let's make a deal. You got either choose curtain A or curtain B, right? Mm-hmm. And the way you choose those questions for about the first six or seven questions, the algorithms then kick in and comes back and asks a couple more and then we'll sign you a numerical number from one to 99. And so it's easy to go through that and say, oh, I come in at 53. Okay. And they look at your portfolio. And let's say your portfolio is an 82. Well, guess what? Those are way out of whack. But if you're a 53, let's say your portfolio is 54, right? It's right in your wheelhouse. So it's a great conversation to let people know what their real risk tolerance may be based on this and what their tolerance of their current portfolio is. Because the last you know 10 years or so, the market has done great things. And people have kind of forgotten about risk until it shows up in very ugly times. Right, like until March it knocks on your door, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's like driving, right? 10 and 2, you have your hands there, and and you never have a, an incident. So what, are you driving down, you know, maybe 6, right? Maybe using your knee while you're eating something. or And all of a sudden, there's a near miss, and what do you go back to 10 and 2? Yeah. So having that risk assessment and then determining what kind of return you need to make your plan work really helps for people to visualize how much risk they should be taking. You know, that's a good way of looking at it, thinking about our driving habits. You know, as we go, all go through periods in our life where we get more and more comfortable, you know, behind the wheel. And sometimes we do take a lot of those unnecessary risks until something comes along and reminds us. That's a good way of thinking about that. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Tier number three here on uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs breakdown from a financial standpoint is the needs for belonging. And that's your, your intimate relationships, your friends, or your sense of community. Yeah. This is a this is a big hurdle for people uh, when they retire. When I'm going to retire too, because you think about if you stayed at the same job, let's say, for many years, right, that's like a second family to you. You probably spend more time with them than you have oh, with yeah. your spouse. The proverbial right? work wife, work family, whatever you want to term you've heard before, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So remember, that's that's out of your life. Now, I know coworkers can be you know frustrating sometimes and that kind of stuff, but you've built these relationships there, and you kind of have an identity. So if all of a sudden that's gone, you need something to feel that. So whether it's, you know, maybe there's a retiree group, you know, my father-in-law is a retiree from John Deere and they have a retiree group and they kind of meet for coffee and stuff. And so it's all the old retirees get together and, you know, complain, well, which is fun because you want something to complain to because your spouse is kind of fed up by that point of what you're saying because you've been saying the same thing for all this time. Or maybe you want to volunteer or maybe you want to have a part-time job, just something to get you around people and interact and those types of things, have a sense of belonging, right? Sense of community. And this is uh, important for retirees to think about. Retirement is just not about money. It's also about your lifestyle. What do you want it to be? You know, you can only travel so much. You can play so much golf. There's sometimes you're going to need that that belonging that you're helping others around you, um, that type of stuff. So you need to retire to something, not just from something. Yeah, very true. And as humans, we definitely have run the gamut in that everybody's a little bit different in how they feel but some form of social activity in retirement is is obviously needed uh and of course we learned in any, anything from our own lockdowns earlier this year that just sitting around in the house all the time can get pretty frustrating and mind-numbing so we're talking about the hierarchy of needs here and we're breaking this down into more of a financial standpoint if you've got questions or concerns reach out to eric and his team by calling 515-226-1500. That's 515-226-1500. We'll keep moving right along here. Tier number four is esteem needs. And this is, uh, it says privilege uh, or prestige and privilege and the feeling of accomplishment. Right. So when you, you know, have this extra time on your hands, you want to do something useful with it. 
So I have a lot of clients that, you know, go back to school. They take a, start taking some classes. Maybe they take photography or calligraphy or learn another skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Just something that right. they want to kind of improve themselves. Or a lot of time it's, um, you know, just helping back in the community, right? Volunteering, those kinds of things. That gives them um, some self-esteem, some prestige for doing those things. Well, you know, I, I was uh, my daughter had shared something we've we've shared before that our kids are uh, in the service and uh, she's in the Navy and she shared this video clip of uh, her commander basically saying that every day, even if you're no longer in the service, you should first thing you should do is make your bed. And people are like, oh, I don't like to make my bed. It's like, well, think about it. It's if you do that as soon as you get up, you get things going or whatever. It's the first task that you've accomplished for the day. It gives mm-hmm. you, as a human, it gives us a sense of accomplishment, and then you want to knock down more tasks. You know, we're kind of wired that way. So then you go, okay, I, ca- I took out the trash on my way to work, and so there's another accomplishment. And if you do those little things throughout the day, you wind up feeling a little bit more fulfilled at the end of the day because you feel like you got a lot of stuff done versus just kind of meandering around. I thought that was kind of a good way of looking at that. Plus, it's always nice when you go to retire in the evening and your bed's made. I that was what he said as well. Yeah, he's like, he said, in worst case scenario, when you're exhausted at the end of the day, you come home, you got a nice made bed so yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> all right so there you go so esteem needs that's the fourth one tier number five eric self-actualization uh this is in- includes achieving one's full potential uh, including creative activities things of that nature yeah this is um while you're working and stuff like that that's the job titles and the success that you're looking for and in retirement okay what does you that kind of need to funnel that somewhere else yeah right, right? yeah and also people that operate at a high level, let's say they ran a company or, you know, high level at a, you know, vice president, something like that. This is challenging for them because when they're retiree, they kind of get treated like, you know, just average day Joes, you know, they don't have that title anymore. So this is where giving back can really help. You know, I've had some clients that have volunteered. Um, SCORE is a great one, Society of Retired Executives and helping, you know, young entrepreneurs with business plans, that kind of stuff. Volunteering for churches, of course, and just helping those less fortunate to you get on the path that you were on. That's volunteering is the big one with this one. I have some clients that do a lot of that and they get a lot of uh, self-esteem. They get a lot of uh, personal growth and personal fulfillment from doing that, from helping others because now they have the time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. They got everything else covered. They got the, the all the needs covered. They got the money coming in. They're in a, they got the risk lined up with them and now they can just use their time to improve the community and people around them. And that's a great place to be when your retirement is that secure that you can uh, give of yourself via time and maybe even money. So that's what you want in retirement. You want your retirement to be something else other than just retiring from work. You want to have some goals and some some dreams and you still want to live in retirement. You still want to grow as a person in retirement. It just doesn't stop. You need to have a plan to help support that. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 
W-H-O. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.